What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is this is the NWA. It's the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, the history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all times, the National Wrestling Alliance, but also so much more because we we've just we've just grown. We've grown as people and as friends, as lovers. And, uh, okay. It's a lot going on. A lot, lot of growth here. Okay. Rob, don't get any ideas. By the way, yeah. that's Rob. Doc Rob Stinson is here. Good evening, everybody. And hey, it's Will. Daily is here also. Welcome, everyone. No better way to end the weekend than talking about pro wrestling. Technically, you're starting your week. Right. You know, so. We're not, te- we're not technical around here, Gary. Everyone knows that. We're not technical. So true. So true. Well, we, we're happy to see you guys. I feel like it's been a long time. We've had chats. We've had chats at the Discord. We've, we've had conversations. So it's not like we haven't seen each other. Uh, we we Because we a lot of us watched Mission Pro Wrestling on Friday night. We're going to talk about that because that is worth talking about. We're going to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, though, too. The, the, the G1 happened. The, the, the AEW happened. The small promotions. You know, those guys in Japan, AEW, WWE. Nobody, you know what? I watched part of SmackDown, and I, don't, I, I 100% don't even want to talk about WWE. But we'll do it if you guys want to. And uh, uh, it, it's just good to be back. Uh, guys, how you feeling? Rob, I guess I should start with you. You're, you got to be jet-like. Dude, when did you get back? You've been to Buda, Texas. Been to Buda, Texas, man. Uh, Austin, I, I am on cloud nine, man. I've had the best weekend in, in a long, long time. I felt like this was like the first real – I mean, I've seen some wrestling and stuff, but I felt like this is the first real weekend where I, f- I feel like we're back. It's really, really back. I mean, primetime was great, but being in in, in Mission Pro uh, and that event uh, in Buda, Texas, and to, to just look at the degree of professionalism – that these women have uh, Thunder Rosa. I mean, she uh, and I know we'll get into this, but I, I'm just I'm just floored. I'm absolutely floored. I'm thoroughly impressed. I've seen like you guys. I've seen wrestling promotions run orchestrated my whole life, a very from, from all the way up from WWE down to just your local indie show, and the class professionalism and uh, and just the work ethic demonstrated in Buda, Texas. Man, it was just beyond me. And you guys, of course, you guys saw the uh, pay per view, so. Um, so, I mean, I, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it. I'm, I'm on cloud nine. It was fantastic. Had a blast. Totally agree. I had a blast just watching the thing. And uh, so I can't wait to talk about that. But uh, I'll, I'll throw to you, Will. How, how are you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling great. I, I loved uh, Hell Hath No Fury. I watched it twice now. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. And I, I'm with you, Rob. I wasn't there, obviously, live. Um, but there was just something about that show that just it, it 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 got me going, man. I just I loved the energy. I loved the uh, the the realness of of the pro wrestling and um, the stories that those ladies were telling in the ring. Um, it was just good, and um, you know, getting through Tuesday and and all the the technical issues with Primetime Live and getting to talk through that and and work through it and look ahead to to the future um i'm excited man i'm hopeful for for this week we get more thunder rosa on tuesday night which i'm sure we'll talk about um but yeah i mean she's 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 kind of the the shining light right now for all of us i feel like i mean she is um kind of that beacon of what 
what an NWA, you know, champion should look like. Obviously, Nick Aldis as well uh, in his successful title defense. But, you know, she's out there working her butt off and putting on shows, appearing on AEW, Primetime Live. <clears throat> I mean, she's she's the epitome of a fighting champion right now, if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. And um, so I can't I can't sing enough of her praises um, and, and hopeful about the future. I was literally sitting in the car today and I was thinking to myself, you know, what's funny is the other day I said it was really cool uh, talking about. <laughs> you know, I thought I was going to do it smoothly, but I did. I, <laughs> gonna, I just uh, lost four followers, man. <laughs> that's, me. that's me. They were like, that's Rob? Ugh. Not- <laughs> I need all mine. I only got like 500 or 600 of them, man. <laughs> so, so don't, be junk, don't be stealing my junk, man. They're like, it's now it's it's Will. There it is. Anyway, hey, uh, so, you know what? Screw it. Let's just let's just do this. Let's just go back to this and not get fancy. No, I was gonna say I was literally in the car today. I was driving to go get some stuff, and I was thinking about Mission Pro Wrestling this past Friday, and I was thinking about how. Uh, you know, I've talked a lot about Nick Aldis and like, it's cool that we have such a good relationship with Nick and uh, uh, the champ, you know, and, and he's like one of my favorite wrestlers, could be my favorite wrestler. And then I was riding around today and I was like, God dang it. No, Thunder Rosa is my favorite wrestler. My God. Like she is so like everything about her is just killing it right now. Like she is just making a name for herself. I keep thinking about, I, I, I think about, the story it's in the uh, top five thunder rosa uh things you need to know about thunder rosa video that we did um but uh i played a clip from the the very first interview i had with her where she tells the story about how uh she and brian were you know like using his scholarship money for school to go like put her through co- uh wrestling school and uh and then they they give the three thousand dollars and the the guy passes away that's supposed to teach her and then the money's just gone they've lost it and she's bawling her eyes out not sure what they're gonna do this 3k just disappears and uh brian and her having the talk about like no we're gonna this is fine we're gonna work through this we're gonna get through this and we're gonna make 20 times that and uh i don't know i just watched them went friday and then watched it again today actually and then i was out doing stuff i was like god i did they are like they really are like thunder rosa is just like that i've never seen somebody just like like she and brian have just like willed this thing into existence and uh just seeing the success she's having it could not have happened to a better person and 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 you think of it from in terms of and i'll shut up i promise but i was thinking about like okay it's one thing to be the nwa women's champion right and it's like that's that's a huge achievement that's awesome and if you stopped there, that'd be good. And then she throws herself on AEW. Like she gets sought out by a bigger brand to come be there and help their women's division along. And then it's like, wow, that is, that's an accomplishment. And then it's like, that's not enough still. Like she's still out on the indies. And then on Friday, she helped start off this new revolution in women's wrestling, this whole top down run women's promotion uh, at Mission Pro Wrestling. And their first show, uh, like a rebirth for them with hell happened a fury. And I'm watching this thing and I'm like, my God, like this thing, this thing deserves its own show. Like, I mean, just like a regular show. Like it's just like, this thing is awesome. Like I had as much fun watching that 
promotion on Friday as I've had watching wrestling in forever. Like it was just a blast watching that whole thing. And Rob, you were there live, so I'm sure well, it was all for you. I mean, uh, uh, I think we were, you know, tweeting back and forth and and texting and whatnot. But I'm hoping that the energy came across the screen, the television screen, because that crowd was into this from from the 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 the, the pre-show match to to the very end. I mean, this crowd was into it. Um, just when I walked in uh, to the event, I uh, got there about 6.30, 6.30, right as they were starting the, the VIP thing and they have, were doing some things for the fans and this and that, some photographs. But uh, one of the things that struck me is like, like Thunder Rosa and Brian Rosa never took a moment to themselves. I mean, occasionally you might get a chat to say hi, and these guys are busy. But I mean, Thunder Rosa was running around the whole night backstage moving things, doing things, uh, same thing with Brian. They worked their tails off from from beginning to end, the whole doggone show. And uh, and yet, they still had time. You know, Brian Rosa still took time to come talk to me and walk me out to the shed, and we'll get into that. <laughs> you know, that, that really happened, by the way. <laughs> that really happened. Uh, and then, you know, Thunder Rosa obviously made time for me, and, uh, and it was just – I just – I'm just blown away. Like I already respected this power couple. I already respected them. Um, but my respect just was tenfold. I mean, it was just, it was just magnified by 10, you know, 10 times or whatever. It was, it was, it was, a, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, I, I'm so happy for them. And uh, you know, I was in the mood to like wrestling, but as I was watching, I was like, man, even, like no matter what mood I was in, if I had turned this thing on and saw this, it's like not no expectations. Like this show blew me away. Like I was into every single match, and it was just well told stories in the ring. And and by the way, we're we're you know heaping all this praise on Thunder and Brian. I mean th- this this goes to all the the women that were involved in in Mission Pro on Friday night. I mean you guys just killed it. Like I I was so happy to see a lot most of you for the first time, and. uh now I'm interested in every single person that's in in that company or whatever the deal is. I want them all back on October 30th, like competing in that tournament. Like I, I want to see all of them wrestle more now, and that's a that's a cool that's a cool thing to have going for you. I think. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned, I mean, just the energy. I think for me, it was the energy. I, I love when professional wrestling is full of energy, you know, and it's not. Um, you know, it's not fabricated. It's not, I mean, you could tell, and, and Rob will attest to this, as he mentioned, I mean, that was, that was a, a, a venue full of wrestling fans there to watch a wrestling show. And, um, and these women came out and put on a hell of a wrestling show. And I, I was the same way, Gary, I, you know, I'm sitting there watching these matches and these feuds, you know, that I had no context for uh, were so believable that I was like, after the match ended, I was like, okay, I want to see either that rematch or I want to see her now go feud, you know, with this other, with this other person. And I'm just like, you know, that to me, I mean, it laid a foundation for me. I mean, any, any uh, mission pro show that's available title match network, wherever I'm going to be watching um, because that's just, that's just how well executed that show was. Yeah, hundred percent. It really was. It was. Uh, it was a blast to watch. I mean, what what do you guys want to start with? I mean, we could just jump right in there and just talk about more detail on the show. You just want to do a recap of Mission Pro Wrestling from Friday night? I think that's a good start. Let's just jump in there. So uh, we get to start off with this thing um, with 
Baby D and Thunder Rosa in the ring. Um, I, I, you know, I here, here's the thing. I, I wrote down like I have my notes here from Friday night, and here's it. And this is shoot. This is what happened. Uh, I wrote down like Brittany Nicole and Holiday on commentary. Uh, and I wrote Thunder Rosa's in the ring with Baby D. They're talking about a title. I got in like a few minutes late, so I had to like ask around, like, what, what the hell's going on with this title? So apparently there's a tournament, and that's essentially the story you're getting is a tournament on October 30th uh, for this Mission Pro Championship. And, and so that's already awesome. Love a tournament. Said that a thousand times. So sold already. Sold. And, uh, but, I started writing notes and I legitimately wrote notes for the first like three matches and then just forgot about notes. And I was just like really watching the show. Like I was just like, I don't, I can't write stuff right now. I'm just watching everything. And so I apologize to if there was a third person in the ring at the time, uh, but it was, uh, it was really cool. And then Lindsay Snow comes out, talks and trash. You get some like build up for that main event. And uh, I really dug that. But the first actual match on the show, well, we should say, I, I, when I rolled in, Holiday was actually in the ring. I didn't expect to see her fight, but she was fighting a young lady, and I, I 100%, I, I don't. Did you catch her name, Rob? Uh, Jasmine Allure. Jasmine, Jasmine Allure. And okay. she was fantastic, man. She was fantastic. Young. She's younger. And there, there's obvious, uh, there, there was an obvious uh, amount of experience differential there. <laughs> you know what I mean, you could tell that Holiday uh, was the statesman in the ring. She was the older statesman and she, uh, you know, but Jasmine Allure was fantastic. Yeah. Brian Rosa pointed out baby D doing a great job as uh, the uh, in-ring announcer. And uh, absolutely. Uh, I was happy to see her there. She had like kind of a swagger about her that uh, was really cool. Uh, I liked that about her. Uh, and, and just to throw it out there, just off the top, uh, Brittany, Nicole and Holiday on commentary was a lot of fun. Um, and and just so we're being fair, if I'm going to, like, when we're sitting there, I mean, everybody's expecting us to blow smoke here. The commentary was a little low at first. So I was having a little trouble hearing it just on my end. Uh, but that did improve overnight. And uh, I think Brittany, Nicole, and uh, Holiday, are, they've got some cool chemistry they, they're working on there. And, uh, and I think that's uh, really neat. But great choice. Like, I have never even, uh, you know, personally heard of Brittany, Nicole, but I'd, I'd love to have her back. And, uh you know, like seeing Holiday wrestle, but if she wants to do commentary, that's fine too. She's she's got both down. She she's got kind of a a cool voice for it, I think, like a unique voice in, in commentary. So, Rob, you probably missed, or I don't know if you went back and watched it, but I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, I I did get to talk to to um, Holiday. Here's the thing that got me about her is like I was surprised at how tall she was, man. I mean, she is tall. She is very tall, and. Um, you know, you see pictures of her in Thunder Rose. Thunder is not extraordinarily tall. She's more petite, and you kind of think that they're, they're more or less on par with each other as far as stature goes. Uh, but Holiday is, one, she's in amazing shape, but she is a tall, tall lady. But she was super nice. Uh, you know, I, we couldn't hear anything commentary-wise going on, obviously, uh, from where we were at. But uh, I do plan on going back and watching it. Yeah, um, so – we get to the very first match. It's Avery Taylor taking on Alex Gracia. This is a really solid starter for the show. I've never seen either one of these ladies wrestle. Well, I, I take that back. I've seen Alex Gracia a bunch on, especially as I've been doing these interviews uh, with some of the ladies for the show. And uh, I've, I've been watching their matches and Alex runs in those same circles. So I saw her a lot. So I was actually really surprised that Avery Taylor took the win here. 
and uh, pin Alex Grassi because I felt like Alex uh, had quite a name, but that was not something they were concerned with, as we'll see like, further in the show. But uh, any notes uh, initially off these uh, first or just jump in, whatever? Well, I, yeah, I thought this was a great match. I will. We didn't really respond to it, but I loved the the intro, so to speak, with Lindsay Snow coming out. And I, I just love I love that kind of bookend of we know this is going to be the main event, but she's going to come out and make her presence known to the champion at the beginning. And, and it just again, it just there was so much more buy in from me because I was like, yeah, that that's how it would really go down, you know. And um, so I, that was just super authentic, I thought. And uh, I just I, I loved that aspect of it. And then going right into this match um, for the first match, this this match delivered. I thought Avery Taylor was pretty impressive in, in her victory. And um, it was cool to kind of get to see both of these ladies for the first time. Yeah, she got a, uh, there were, I'm trying to think of some of the, uh, some of the things I was hearing the, con- the, the, there were some fans there that were very familiar with both of these women. And um, they were Avery Taylor. I think they were putting over the fact to the fact that she was a New Jersey girl. Maybe I might be getting that wrong, but uh, they kept talking about um, uh, pink dream they kept referring to that. A lot of fans were chat, uh, chatting that out um, for uh, Alex Gracia. Um, but, I mean, this was a physical match. It was intense. Uh, it was very fast. Um, and uh, this is, again, now watch the energy in the crowd here. That energy will not subside the whole match. I've been to shows. I've been to, I've been to WWE shows where they lose the crowd midway through. You know, you're, you're pumped up and you've got someone there to kind of, to kind of, uh, uh, <laughs> ramp everybody up and keep them going. And then about midway, when you get to mid card, it starts to kind of, uh, you know, peter out and then you get back up for the main event. This crowd was freaking intense for this match on rally for the, for the, the Holy dead match on. Uh, so everything that you saw came across, um, exactly. I mean, it was just, again, I'm floored by all this stuff. They were fantastic and can't put these two over enough, man. Yeah, um, I, I did want to say, like, uh, off the bat, too, just that venue. I, I didn't, you know, I, I did I did complain um, that I did not see nary a pinball machine in the building. <laughs> I was a little disappointed about that. If your name's going to be Pinball's Kingdom, maybe have some pinball machines. That's all. Well, well Gary, <laughs> uh, they, they, that, that, the venue was amazing. It was a great venue. It's kind of out in the middle of, I mean, Buddha is out. It's it's really close to downtown Austin. It's like a ten minute drive, maybe fifteen minutes, uh, and it sits in the middle of this field, and it's it's a standalone place. And it there they have this amazing arcade inside with a with a kitchen, a bar, and uh, uh, but there are pinball machines there. I mean, there are tons of them. And then you go outside in the pavilion where they where they look to have public events frequently. And I'm just thinking that this is a this is a cool signature venue for Mission Pro. I'm hoping that this is kind of the place that they that they uh, make home base for a while. But I would love to see them tour. You know, come to Georgia. Yeah, um, that that would be cool. Uh, but yeah, that 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 venue, just like the outdoorsy part of it, I love that deal, and uh, it, it just it felt good with the crowd uh, that was there. Uh, I guess we should talk about Rob. One of the big things that stood out to me is that as I was looking around the ring, I saw you and uh, your wife 
very close to the ring, and your ass was supposed to be in a shed somewhere. <laughs> so what happened there? I don't want to take away from uh, uh, Miss Gracia and uh, Avery Taylor, but why why were you so close to them? Well, for, uh, first of all, I was I I got there. I was not there for a minute. And Brian snatched me the moment I got in. He walked my tail out to the shed for real. And this shed now, I don't know if you, you got the video there. Are you able to share that? This, this, this joker walked me out probably half a mile from the, <laughs> from the ring. No joke. Like, it really happened. And, uh, well, the, the, the thing is this. is the problem with, with having a, a, a work ethic. On the one hand, you know, uh, uh, Brian's got a really solid work ethic, but that means he's really busy. And I'm – pretty sly guy. So I managed to, uh, to slip through, went, talked to Robin Reed, talked to Thunder Rosa myself, got, bought some, bought some goodwill and, and managed to get myself, uh, over there back at ringside by, uh, by my wife. Now, uh, the problem with that was by the time I got over there to back to my wife, Joe Galley was over there. Like he had taken my seat. <laughs> I was like, nah, Joe, it ain't, that's not how it works. But, uh, I don't know if you can, if there's a way to throw that video up. That's, he really did walk me out to the shed. That actually that happened in history. <laughs> uh, I, I could I could look at it if one of you talks long enough for me to investigate. But I, uh, well, I don't know. I, I just we we'd had to been more planning, and we don't do that. We will. I'll throw it up. I'll throw it up on my uh, on my uh, Twitter feed. Hey, and uh, thank you, Nation Show, about the graphics. We are. I have, having fun. I am learning them as we're discussing things, and so some of it has been. <laughs> bad if you've been paying attention uh but one thing i did decide that i could do this is not going to be good for the podcast portion for people uh but uh let's see here i did decide i could do this rob uh tell me something yeah uh, was your wife happy with you the whole night Really, Gary, you're gonna put me on the spot like that? Right here, like me live. He's over here watching it. Right behind me. And you're gonna put me on blast like you're gonna call me out like that. Uh yeah. So uh well we'll get to it. We're we're gonna talk more about that in a little bit, but let's move on. Uh so after the uh the matchup with uh, Avery Taylor and Alex Gracia, we got the match uh it was Maddie Rinkowski. Uh, versus Red Velvet. I was super excited about that match, by the way. I had Maddie on the show, and it got uh, some really good feedback. So thank you, Maddie. Uh, it, it was, I, I really was looking forward to seeing her compete. She's very new to the business, you know, so she, uh, uh, but she had some really cool stories. If you guys haven't checked it out, check it out on the podcast feed. I'm still working on getting it up on the YouTube channel, but it is available for podcasts. And uh, she is a trainee from, uh, it is uh god why did i just forget jazz jazz trained maddie so you know that was her very first match was against jazz you can hear all about it and i was gonna throw up right before because jazz was not taking it easy on her but uh red velvet we've seen a lot of on aew she's been appearing and uh so i expected this to not go well for maddie and uh lo and behold i was wrong again every one of my predictions in this show fails apparently uh except for thunder rosa duh. Uh, but uh, still, I was very impressed. That was a lot of fun. A really cool roll-up there by Maddie to get the uh, slick surprise win there at the end. Uh, but but any thoughts here, guys, about uh, Maddie versus Red Velvet? No, I'm, I'm with you. I was I was uh, really impressed with Maddie. A little more familiar, as you said, with Red Velvet. But, um, 
you know, just another example of, you know, a match going in with without, you know, a lot of preconceived notions, just watching it as a wrestling fan and and appreciating the art that uh, these ladies were, were performing in the ring. And I thought this was great. And, you know, Maddie was was over and she was uh, energetic. And, you know, one of the things I forgot to mention earlier, but, you know, and I'm sure, Rob, this was more prevalent for you being right there at ringside. But, man, I mean, the the facial expressions, uh, the selling, the just in-ring work, I, I think that's what what really had me going the whole time and, and kept me energetic as somebody sitting there watching on my, on my laptop screen um, because it just it just felt so intense the whole time. Every match felt intense. There was never like a lull, you know what I mean? And so uh, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record talking about a lot of these matches, but this, this one was the same way. I just, it, it was high energy. I was hooked from, from the opening bell and um, I thought it was a great match. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were, there were several times, I would say three times in particular that stand out in my mind where, where the show had kind of a big match feel to it. Uh, and there, and all the matches were great. Not that others didn't, but because of Red Velvet's reputation and her, you know, having gotten TV time and this and that, this this match uh, was one of those three moments. The other was with Big Swole, and then uh, and then uh, obviously the main event. But geez, man, the first thing that struck me is like again, like when you're when you're there, um, height. Is very impressive, and Maddie Rinkowski is a tall woman. <laughs> you know, if you look, at, if you go back, I just remember thinking, I was like, I would have to kind of duck a lot to see Red Velvet because Red Velvet kind of stood about the height of the top ring rope, just a little bit taller, and uh, and uh, you know, they were both very very physical. Again, uh, Red Velvet working the crowd, doing a lot of selling in there, very physical contest. Uh, but this is one of those matches where like. Again, the crowd was into it the whole night, but this was one where it's like this feels like a big match. <laughs> this is big time. So, I, I was super impressed with that match. So, really excited. And and Brian Rosa mentioned in the chat that you know that match got the the crowd to the second level, and uh, and I agree with that because I think it even did that for me. Like I said, I took notes on like one more match after that because I was just like blown away. I was just like caught up in it. And I, I thought the finish of that match was amazing. So uh, um, I, while, while I'm thinking about it, props to Robin Reed out there because uh, she just she put together a hell of a card. And these matchups, you know, she, again, you know, not to brag, but she was on the show. We talked. But one of the things I was interested in is her philosophy for like how she puts things together. And and man, she I feel like she nailed it. Like she knows what she's doing. That's that's these matchups were so perfect and uh, I was really excited about every single one of them, uh, which brings us to the tag match, which I was super excited for. So you had uh kill Kate and promise black Braxton versus Jenilyn and Bert Vixen. Now um, just from the uh, videos and stuff I've seen, um, I, I, I knew that I was a fan of promise and Jenilyn. I love Jenilyn. Like she's just fiery and just like, so, so tiny and cool, but she's got that karate thing going on, and I was just uh, excited to see her go crazy in there. Promise just has like a nice, I don't know, something something about her. I really dig like just the vibe she puts out. Uh, but I had not seen Killa Kate until that Independent Wrestling Expo, and she was there, and so I did know her from there, and I knew that she was a badass 
when it comes to submissions. And it turns out that was exactly what was going to you know, create the victory here for those ladies, uh, Killa Kate and Providence Braxton getting the win uh, with a submission from uh, Killa Kate. So, uh, but yeah, what'd you guys think about the tag team match? Well, you know me in tag teams. I loved it. Um, I, I thought it was superb, top notch. And um, I, I loved the submission finish. I thought that was great. Killa Kate looked incredible. She looked strong. Um, I thought the team, the two teams were just, they were so fascinating. You know, again, as someone with no preconceived notion, it, it was just really entertaining and very engaging to get to know these ladies through the matches, right? We didn't have a ton of promos. We didn't have other, you know, video packages and stuff like that. These ladies got themselves over in the ring with the storytelling, which is my favorite thing. Um, and so I, I, again, I love this match as well. Um, and I love the submission finish. I thought that was a great touch. Yeah. Uh, this uh, man, a great match again. I don't, I, I feel like we're broken records here, you know, just repeat each other. Um, I feel like this came earlier in the card though. I feel like this was like the second or third match. Um, didn't this come before red velvet? It seemed like it did. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but it seemed like it was rather early. Um, and then, yeah, I had it marked down as the third. No, you're right. You're right. I I'm sorry, I mixed those up. It was the second match on the card. It's okay, and, uh, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah, I apologize. No, it's okay. I, I, it just threw me off because I was like, man, I feel like because I was specifically thinking about Will. Like, will just make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> Rob, 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 you're yeah. the host. Rob, you're the host now. Gary, we'll see you later. I'm about All to. Right. <laughs> oh, he put himself in timeout. <laughs> The other thing that uh, you must remember <laughs> about um, about this match, and I learned this the hard way, is like it's typically not considered good form to uh, to brag on Bert Vixen's uh, uh, ring attire with your wife sitting there because <laughs> I thought like her ring attire was on fire, man. It's like, dude, I love those. Uh, I love that ring attire with those uh, look like garters. You know, I mean, it was they were it was hot. Yeah. And, Gary, uh, Gary, you can put that graphic back up about Rob pissing his wife off. Yeah. This would be yeah, the time for happened. that. It happened oh. multiple times. <laughs> oh, no, it's over here. There yeah. <laughs> There. <it is. laughs> I like how you're on the TV behind yourself. This is like weird inception. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is kind of odd. Sorry. Sorry, folks. We've got this whole new setup, and so we're, we're having fun with it. But, uh, yeah, so just every every story that we can tell about Rob pissing off Tanya, which I'm sure happened multiple times. Uh, my favorite is like right before I came on here, there there's a moment coming up soon that uh, definitely got her, and there's such a great picture of Tanya just looking uh, nonplussed about Rob Stinson. <laughs> I saw that, like a whole, a whole thread where people like that lady behind him is a. <laughs> Hey, I made it home alive. Let's just say she sold it real well. Let's put it, let's leave it at that. <laughs> oh, <She man>. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, props to Jazz, too, by the way. I've seen a lot of love for Jazz in the chat. And she was kind of running the locker room, from my understanding. And uh, so, yeah, she's she's great. Like, uh, just uh, still, still wish we could uh, get a Thunder Rosa Jazz match out of this sometime since Jazz was really technically never beaten for the NWA Women's Championship. So, uh, just throwing that out there. All right. So next up on the list was uh, Big Swole and La Rosa Negra. 
this was the uh, you can almost even call it a main event of the first half of the show. Like it went, uh, there was an intermission right after this, and honestly needed it because these two ladies tore it up in the middle of the ring. And uh, I, I just gotta say, I mean, you know, like I, I always worry that I'm gonna step on toes here if I say certain things, but I'm just gonna say it. Like seeing Big Swole in the uh, dentist office match uh, at All Out, I was like so blown away by her in this match, like actually in the ring doing a match. I was like, God almighty, this woman's good. Like She's really good. And La Rosa Negra, like she, I, you know, I've never seen her in a match before. Uh, and, and I know that she's, you know, bigger than that and deserved to have been seen before. And that was made very clear throughout the show. But I personally had not seen one of her matches and these two ladies, like, just got it going in the ring and, and the crowd was into it and it was an amazing match. Big Swole ends up getting the win. Um, but uh, both these ladies won the night. Like they just, they just killed it in the middle of the ring. And uh, yeah, by the end of it, I was just like, okay, it's time to, time to take a break. This is good. I like this intermission thing. Yeah. I thought the intermission was a cool touch um, just to be able to, yeah, kind of take that breather. I, I did feel like it needed it. I felt like that was a main event caliber match. Obviously, not the main event because the Burke was not on the line, and that will always be the main event if it's on the line. Um, but it did. it did. It did have that big fight feel, and it it delivered. And um, and I thought that was well placed, you know, to have an intermission right there. And Rob, I wanted to ask you, you know, what what happened during the intermission there live? Was everybody just hanging out, or did you grab some drinks? What'd you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to that's the time when uh, uh, Polka Dot Pam and I hung out for a while and got to catch up, and we we uh, shared some beverages together. And then uh, uh, they the talent are going back, and a lot of them are are doing some autographing for the fans. Uh, again, Thunder Rosa out and about in the crowd, working, doing work, carrying the things. I mean, when people she's running errands. I mean, this is the the world's champion now, making the just the, the nut and bolts of, and the mechanics of the show happen, which I wanted to point out too. And I'm not here again, I'm not here to to trash anybody or, or down anything, but we made, you know, we all know what uh how problematic the UWN show was last week. Um uh, like technically um the show looked great. The matches were fantastic. This match, I mean, this show, and I have not seen the stream, but like in the in the venue, sound was fantastic, microphones were fantastic, everything moved at a good pace. There wasn't, you know, a lot of dead time. Uh, a lot of times, you go, you go to indie shows, and there's they they have these really lengthy intermissions, and you lose the crowd at that point. Um, I did want to say uh, too before we move off them that I felt like to, for me this was the second best match of the night. Um, and if you don't, uh, I think Mission Pro actually tweeted out a, a, uh, a survey about, you know, rate your top three moments. And this was, I think, number two, it was either number two or number three of mine. But it was, the, I, you know, si sitting now here thinking about it. If I said it was number three earlier, I'm changing my pick to number two. It was it was it was fire. <clears throat> yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people would agree with that. And, uh, you know, there, there were moments in the show like it. It was it was really impressive. Uh, I, I was asked by a couple of people, you know, like how was the production value? Like, did it come across okay and everything like that? Um, yeah, you, you know, you brought up the UWN show, and it's, it, you know, especially coming off that show and seeing the, I, I think the production cost was probably a lot higher there too, and all of that. But you know, they were trying to do more of a production in that show, I believe, than Mission Pro was. But there's something to be said for. Keeping it simple and uh, 
and people just wanted to see some good wrestling and they got that there was a few moments in the production on mission pro wrestling that you know i feel like are going to be looked back on and it's just easily fixable stuff i mean and it's it's dumb stuff like not not like they're dumb like dumb like you'd be dumb to bitch too much about it like it's <laughs> it's just like uh you know, they, they, there was the the moving. It seemed like there was one still cam, steady, yes. like on the on the ring the whole time, and then there was the smaller one that would follow people or move around the ring, and that one would follow people in from their entrance from the back, and then you would think it would switch to the steady cam, like maybe keep it on the ring and get ready for the next person to come out, but sometimes it would follow the roving camera, like filming the person and then it would run to the back and you know you're just like you're you're following them and seeing their progress to the back of the room uh mm. just in front of the uh entryway and you're like i mean if anything i was just watching it thinking like i don't know who this camera girl is but she is busting her ass to get back and forth to the like, it was it was, she was the whole show man and you're and you're right there were the, the two cams uh and uh the other thing about about that too is um the, the venue was is, is actually really well situated the way they had the ring set up because you had, you know, they were obviously observing social distancing and requiring masks and all that. But you had, you know, we had our chairs. We were right. Actually, wasn't originally supposed to be seated there. It was seated on the side. And then uh, Brian asked if we wanted to. He had, he, he found a better spot for us. So like, we can, we can move you here if you like. And we were thankful for him to be able to do that. Um, and but we were, you know, right there on the ring. I'm talking I'm like three feet from the ring. And but then you're spaced out, you know, they had tables throughout the venue and the, they're all like you got your name on there. You know where you're going to sit at uh, and people more or less observe social distancing and, and uh, observe the math. I don't think I even saw anybody without a mask, maybe me or, or Tanya once or twice. And that's just, you know, you drinking your drink and you forget to slip it back up. But some really was- drunk folks behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, they were having fun, man. They were into it, but uh, it was a it was a well situated arena. I was really impressed with it, and uh, uh, the camera girl, man, she earned her paycheck that night because she did not stop moving from from six thirty on until ten thirty or eleven. Whenever we got out of there, she didn't stop. It was fantastic. No, I mean, and that was it, that was it, a hundred percent. I mean, on one hand, you could take a second to like notice that. Uh, Oh, weird. I wonder why I didn't cut here, but it, it didn't really take you out of anything. And like I said, if anything, once you notice it, you're just like, my God, this girl is all over the place. Like she is mm-hmm. wearing her out. So Ro- Brian Rosa in the chat saying uh, they're shooting for four cameras next time. So uh, cut that girl a break. Um, <laughs> she needs it. She, she's probably very sleepy that night. Uh, let's see here. Um, next up on the show and, uh, folks, by the way, I just wanted to say, if you haven't already, make sure you hit like, and subscribe on this thing and go ahead and share it out. I know it's a busy night. Days is wrestling days is out there doing a live stream right now. And, uh, it's been a weird week in wrestling, but, uh, you know, just, uh, shoot this thing out there and get it to people. Let them, uh, let them know we're here. We're talking about mission pro wrestling. Uh, we want to, we want to put as much light on this as we can. And I think we're especially going to do that after what I've seen. I mean, we're going all in on October 30th at that, uh, tournament because that I, I cannot wait. Cause I have no idea what's going to happen and I can't, and just seeing this, this lineup, this card that we just saw, I mean, the the I, the possibility of matches is already exciting to me. And that is impossible to do, by the way, on a first show. And I cannot believe like how 
into every single one of these performers I am and and just like know their names already. It's just like it and know kind of what their deal is. And that's cool, man. That 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 is a testament to the booking and the producing of this show. That that is amazing stuff. Um all right, but I'll stop uh, bragging on everybody again and let's move on to the next thing. So the next thing, um, let's go ahead and do this. And uh, so when we came back from the intermission, uh, we were going to be treated to one of the matches I was most looking forward to, actually, which was Elena Black versus Rachel Rose. And uh, the queen, Rachel Rose, made her entrance. And uh, as anybody who's seen Rachel Rose, who, by the way, was on the show, uh, you know, so we could, you know, props to her because she's great. She was a lot of fun to talk to. If you haven't heard that interview on the podcast, I, I'm personally kind of proud of it because I, I feel like she, we had like a good conversation and she was just a lot of fun. Well, I thought you were about to say chemistry. I'm like, boy, <laughs> step well, back. From I, my- I, almost, I almost said chemistry and I was like, that's going to sound weird. So I don't, <laughs> when you hear the beginning of the interview, I was talking to her and like, uh, I followed her on Instagram. And so like the very first part of the interview, I'm like talking to her about how I was telling my wife, I was like, I like this girl. Like she is into like so many things I am like, uh, like she's easy. She's easy. <laughs> like Jennifer's like, don't, do not start the interview off by saying that. Like you can't say she's easy. And, uh, and then I did. So there we are. Uh, <laughs> but we, uh, we got Rachel Rose, her fantastic entrance. She walks down and as the queen of house Rose, you are expected to kneel, to bend the knee before the queen and uh, who's the person you think would bend the knee for Rachel Rose? None other than uh, the doctor himself, Rob Stinson. And there is a great photo floating around. If you have not seen it, I may even try to look it up here. But uh, Rob, how did you know to bend the knee? Did you just where where did that come from? And uh, what was the conversation with your wife like after? Uh, <laughs> whew, um. Well, uh, in the lead up to Mission Pro, I had not been as familiar with with uh, Rachel Rose, um, and so I did my research like we all did, and I just really thought she was just cool, man. And uh, we we talked about there being a, some vocal fans behind me in the building, and so one of the things you realize is that that there were about just about every match you would, I mean, there was some there was some support for for both opponents for pretty much every match. It wasn't very many people that like the crowd was like fired up. Just like they were the very few people were vilified that night, you know, except for her, man, she came out there with her attitude and uh, she, man, she stole the show. She had one of the coolest uh, uh, impressions. Uh, She uh, seeing her, I mean, I've seen her on YouTube and stuff like that, but seeing her in person, man, she is the real deal. I think she's got big star, uh, appeal about her. Uh, this would happen to be my third favorite uh, match of the show, and uh, but you do you do bow the knee, and you know I was just you know just rendering the proper courtesy. She's the queen of the House of Rose, and uh, and so you know I did what a gentleman does. And uh, <laughs> oh man, well uh, <laughs> good for uh, good for you. Uh, but yeah, I, I was looking at this thread for that picture I just showed, and there's like the next text is or the next tweet is like homegirl behind him is in a mood. 
<laughs> and Rachel Rose like replies back. She did not seem pleased. <laughs> uh, for those of you know, uh, actually, for those of you who know, I, well, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, but she, let's just say let's, we'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, so. She uh, she ends up picking on Elena Black, and I would agree with you. That this is one of the uh, top few matches on the show. It's hard to pick, but yeah, this is this would probably be in my top three. Uh, no, a hundred percent, this would be in my top three. I, I may put it at three. Big Swole uh, and uh, La Rosa Negra at number two. I think I'm with you, Rob, on this. And uh, but. Yeah, man, these girls went at it, have not had a chance to really see much out of Elena Black before, but she ends up getting the win over Rachel Rose, and uh, she earned it, man. These these girls went at it, but uh, there's there's something special about both these ladies. They are spectacular. Yeah, and Rob, thanks for wearing uh, your This is the NWA uh, t-shirt so that we could all be included (laughs) in that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a great match again, you know, not to sound like broken record, but I mean, there, there was not, there was not a lull on this card. And, so, um, Gary, can you, are you able to share my screen or can I share my screen? Cause I, I want to see which, what, what I saw from my vantage point that may have given you, that may have clued you in on why Tanya was so ticked. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I down yeah, at the bottom, I, there's a share screen thing. I don't know. Uh, Let's see if I... hmm. It doesn't have a thing where I give you permission to or anything like that. Yeah, I, I will tell you, Rob. We we were we were watching, and uh, when that happened, I, I definitely popped for it. And then Natalia was kind of like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, mixed mixed reactions. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that that was uh, we were in the discord or I was uh, chatting with a lot of the hashtag NWA fam in the discord uh, during that time. And that was uh, that definitely got a pop in our discord. If you haven't joined that, we all uh, had a huge chat going during that time. And uh, it was kind of interesting uh, just seeing everybody's reactions to Rob Stinson bending the knee. Unfortunately, your queen lost, though, Rob. And, uh, you know. There's always there's always next month. She she lost the battle, but the war continues. The queen, my queen, will be back. Oh, and I always feel bad like talking about uh, just discussing particular matches and trying to rank them here because I feel like I, I don't want that to take away from the concept that moments can't still be created even if we don't put them in the top few matches. Because next up, you had Roxy. Versus Jenna Van Muscles coming out with a new, as far as I know, a whole new look, a whole new style known as Genocide. And my God, Genocide is incredible to see walking to the ring. And Roxy, uh, Roxy, I feel like a lot of you probably already knew, um, but she, you know, she, she's, she's kind of got a presence on the independent scene and she's very, very good. But seeing uh, Jenna side next to Roxy, holy crap! That's one of my uh, that's one of my top moments from the show. Just those two in their face off, just incredible. Um, this is one of those ones where uh, 
Tanya and I were talking about this match, and and we happened to be commenting about commenting to each other about proper storytelling and, and believability and all that. And uh, you know, she um, Tanya really liked Roxy, and she's cool. All, all the things that you said that comes across in person, very dynamic, very you know, considerably smaller than uh, than uh, genocide. And, and so as we're sitting there, I'm mean, watching them have this match, and 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 it you know, genocide is a very imposing figure and she's dominating physically the match and there is some ebb and flow back and forth. But I just kept thinking like, I don't think that it would be possible for, for Roxy to pull this off, man. I mean, I mean, you, you talent, I think is superior to, to it is the most superior trait you want to have over size, speed, whatever. talent goes a long, long way, but at some point, you know, I mean, when when does somebody be, you know, someone who is already athletic like Genocide and who also is seasoned and a very experienced and talented also, she just, I felt like it would have made no sense at all. I never thought for a moment that Genocide was going to lose this match. I mean, I felt like this is, you know, now don't get me wrong. I mean, Roxy was able to mount some, uh, some offense in this. But to me, it was like, to me, it wasn't like they're going to try to convince me that Roxy might pull this off. The spectacle of of genocide dominating this and her physical presence was worth the match. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Will, were you as impressed with genocide as the rest of us? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just her presence, um, just the whole match, uh, it, it was strong. And uh, I just, I echo everything Rob said. I think everything you said and, and experienced live really translated in the, in the TV uh, watching of it. And so, yeah, she, she was really strong. All right. Well, then that leads us. That was our semi-main. Uh, well, I guess I should announce that uh, Roxy, as as good as she is, that that it was inevitable. Uh, genocide is is inevitable. That's weird. Uh, a weird thing to say. Probably um, it's, it's a mathematical equation, man. <laughs> but uh, she did. Uh, she she did take the victory, just kind of dominated Roxy throughout. Roxy had some great moments, uh, including that dive outside of the ring that she did on Jenna. And um, I, I thought she had her f- a few times, but Jenna was just a lot to overcome. If she enters that tournament on October 30th, it's it's going to be trouble for a lot of ladies. And I include uh, a Lindsay Snow or a Thunder Rosa in that if they're in it too. So uh, interested to see how that's going to uh, – how that's going to go. But let's go on to the main event of the show. That is Lindsay Snow, the American Kaiju, taking on Thunder Rosa for the NWA Women's Championship. And, guys, from the from the outset, just the face-off in the ring, this is everything I ever wanted it to be. These two women beat the ever-living hell out of each other, and it was an incredible match, one of my favorite matches I've seen this year and just, it was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, Rob just, I don't know what happened to him, but <laughs> he just I, lost I, his mind. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I just had a guest walk in. Tanya was about to walk in here. I was going to be like, guys, what had happened was I wasn't bending the knee. Okay. My back gave out. <laughs> you <got scared. laughs> My back had given out just at that time. <laughs> uh, nah, man. Jeez, man, Lindsay Snow, where do you start? I mean, for one, let me say, Lindsay Snow is is one of the hardest working women. She is one of the most serious women in the business. 
she was out there the entire show selling her merchandise at the merchandise table, you know, and she, from beginning to end, she was one of the last to close down. She talked to everybody who would, who would wanted to talk to her. She was very, very nice to us. Uh, she, you know, uh, said some nice words about our show. Um, I have been a, a, uh, a Lindsay snow fan for, for years, man. And I think that this is like, probably up there with Thunder Rosa. I think this is, she might be the best talent in the business. So much so that uh, on the way back, Tanya and I were talking, I was like, you know, it seems like to me, the NWA World Women's Champ Championship, the Burke belt, there seemed to be, there need to be three people in that picture. And I could completely see this belt being traded between these three individuals multiple times. And these three women, this triumvirate of women, like own, owning, operating, manipulating, dominating the world title scene for a long, long time. One of them is Lindsay Snow. The other would be Camille. And then, of course, Thunder Rosa. Uh, this had, we talked about a few moments in this where there was a big star, big prize fight feel in the arena. And this was it, man. I mean, this was highly anticipated. Uh, this was one of those ones where the crowd was divided. We did have a lot of, obviously, Thunder Rosa's beloved, and you hear that in the crowd, but but Lindsay Snow had her contingent too there, and uh, and she was fierce, man. She's got a fantastic look. She just looks intimidating. She's, I mean, she ripped. Her shoulders are just monstrous, and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, and I see in the chat, yeah, no shadow on Heather Monroe and Allison Cat. I'm not saying that they're not going to be in the picture at all. I just think that that Lindsay Snow, Camille, and Rosa are going to. They have to be in the conversation for a long time. I would 100% agree with that. Uh, I think Thunder Rosa and Heather Monroe have already gone head-to-head, -head, I think. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, I, I love Heather Monroe, too. I, it would be great to see her at Mission Pro if, uh, if that can happen. But, uh, man, Lindsay Snow, it just – she deserves more recognition than I think she's received. She never got her Circle Squared episode aired uh, for the NWA, which is disappointing. And uh, I'm glad to see her right there in the picture, uh, just uh, facing off against the top, the God. I want to like I'm, I'm just struggling right now because I want to say these the top women's wrestler in the business, but really like what are the top wrestlers in the business? And so I don't even need to that that clarification there. Like she just is one of the top stars that's out there, and uh, so I hope that uh, this show gets a lot of attention. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was a little disappointed already um, just that I tuned into uh, like the wrestling observer podcast and that sort of thing. And, and they kind of skipped right past it and it, it, it pisses me off. And so like I, I hear uh, I think, I think a lot of places there was like some brief coverage of it, but I don't know. I guess that's where uh, that's the niche we're going to fill because a lot of shows like this need that attention. Um, uh, Mission Pro Wrestling is something to behold. And, and and so Thunder Rosa gets the win over Lindsay Snow. But uh, in that conversation afterwards where she talks about creating jobs for these women and uh, then the praise that was given back to Thunder Rosa here, it was just a hell of an ending to a show. And, and I need – I mean, I don't care what we got to do to get Lindsay Snow versus Thunder Rosa too, but that 100% needs to happen. Um, Will, am I talking over you? Because uh, uh, I don't no, want you. You're, you're saying it all, man. You're saying it all. Um, 
No, I mean, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying and, and don't really have anything to add to that. I, I mean, I think it's in turn. Well, I say I have nothing to add and then I'm going to add something. Uh, but Perfect. in terms of the coverage of it and things like that, I mean, you know, we talk about real pro wrestling on here, prize fight pro wrestling, and we're going to always cover this kind of stuff. And if if it's not as, uh, you know, flashy and, and gimmicky for, you know, the other quote unquote news outlets, then they don't have to cover it. But you can come here for all your Mission Pro talk uh, and all your NWA talk and all that stuff. Uh, just keep it tuned right here. We'll be here. I wanted to add too. I don't know uh, if this, I don't know what time the, like the pay-per-view feed stopped, but like what you guys did, didn't get to see or didn't get to see. But there was a moment at the end where, uh, where she calls all the talent in the ring and you can see the mutual respect between Thunder Rosa and Lindsay Snow. And I'm going to tell you guys, this match, that these were physical women. This was a very physical match. And it looked, it appeared, I'm not saying that anybody was, it was a stiff match, man. I mean, there, it was a loud match. There were chest, I mean, knife edge chops to the chest. There were drop kicks to the chest. I mean, there were, it was, it was crazy, loud, very physical. There, half the time I'm just hold, holding myself in pain just feeling what they're experiencing. And I think one of the things about Lindsay Snow is I think she is one of those kinds of talents that is uniquely fitted to Thunder Rosa. It's like, you know, you have Rick Flair will talk about like his most famous opponent or his most important opponent, but the one that like was best suited to him that bought, brought out his best style. And he'll often allude to like Ricky Steamboat or something like that. They just brought out the best in each other. And I really think like, looking at the great fantastic body of work that Thunder Rosa has put out over the last few years, uh, five years, uh, whether it's, uh, whether it's, you know, an AEW or whether it's from Lucha underground or whatever, uh, Lindsay Snow, there's some kind of a chemistry that they happen. And I just, I don't know if you felt that on, on, on the camera, seeing it in your living rooms, like we felt it there in the arena but they, this was an intense match, man. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. But you could tell there at the end that there was a tremendous amount of mutual respect. So I think, I mean, I would, I would be willing to bet that we're going to see Thunder Rosa and Lindsay Snow too. I mean, it's like it's one of those things. What was the word you used earlier, uh, Gary? Inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. Inevitable. It's inedible that this. <laughs> no, it's it must happen. I mean, the 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 wrestling world needs this. So. <laughs> there's a, there's a that's awesome <laughs> oh man uh so did, does she need to come on the show and talk about uh how uh rob stinson did did she get to see the uh the bending of the, the what the alleged bending of the knee oh yeah i have it now look i had a charge horse on my leg my my and my uh, hair I was looks good right now. I mean, we can say all kinds of crazy stuff. We can. We can do it. Say whatever you want. Whatever. Yeah. Bottom line, when you see, I me would get, demand that he bend the knee to you from here on out, Tanya. That's what I would. <laughs> every time, every time you walk in a room, he has to do it. That just feels fair. I think so. <laughs> oh man, no, no, I, uh, I a hundred percent agree, uh, Rob, with everything you said. Um, this uh, this main event was everything that I could have ever hoped for. Like it, it's hard to explain, like how how excited I was uh, ex, ex, 
like I was for this matchup, and then it actually lived up to those expectations. Um, it just, I don't know, it blew my mind. It was better than I, than I even wanted it to be, and these two ladies went at it, and you can tell there was a mutual respect. Uh, that showed at the end, too, like Lindsay did, you know, mention that none of this would be possible without uh, TR, so uh, there was that aspect of it, and... Um, what time? So was that the last thing that you guys saw at home? Was that y'all didn't see? The yeah, whole? yeah, I think so. That, I think that's about where the feed cut was. Uh, Thunder made that statement, brought everybody in, and then Lindsay Snow made the comment, you know, that this couldn't be done without you or something, and you know, right. that was about it. And that was a, that was essentially it then too. Okay, I, I didn't realize that that was on if that had been aired or not. But yeah, it was really cool. It was a cool moment. And and you could tell that the admiration there, that 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 whole ring full of women was a mutual admiration society. They all respected each other. I mean, Jazz was even in there, you know? I mean, um, she, it was it, it was just a, 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 it's a great project, man. It's a historic project. And, uh, you know, it, it, from Robin Reed to, to Thunder Rosa, and I know this is an all-woman thing, but you cannot undersell the amount of support that Brian Rosa uh, gives to Thunder Rosa to enable her to, to to do these kinds of things to make the world of wrestling better, and they're they're just fantastic people. I love those those two, and uh, you know I want to see more and more and more of this for years to come. Yeah, I, I, I'm 100 percent with you, man. I, I think that there's something special about this show, and I want to see it more. And and it's one thing that it does lean into the fact that this is an all women's show uh that that's important obviously for a lot of reasons and that's cool but then i was only gosh i don't know i i think i was like five minutes in where that became a non-factor on anything like it was just like this is a good wrestling show that is that's what we're watching right now and um you know, and again, not to take away from that other side of things, it was just like, man, this is the best show I've seen this week. And I'm sorry, that includes, you know, we covered on Tuesday night a recap of UWM Primetime Live, and maybe a lot of that had to do with the hiccups and that sort of thing. But I enjoyed Mission Pro more than anything, just top to bottom, just a fun, fun uh, series of matches. And I cannot tell you how excited I am about seeing the tournament on October 30th and crowning a champion like that's, I mean, immediately I'm all on board and I want to talk about nothing else. Honestly. Um, the, another cool thing about this being an all women run and organized promotion. Um, if point a, the, the talent roster there, it was amazing. There's no, I mean, there, there aren't any weak links there. This is a legitimate talent pool, you know, but B I'm so happy that now we don't have to about, talk about the strength of the women's division in Mission Pro. You know, there it is the they are the women's division, and and they they are the strength of it, and they don't have to compete with time for anybody else. It's just them. It's to showcase and celebrate them as legit athletes. I think we like to talk about that quite a bit on our show. You know, we 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 celebrate women's wrestling. Uh, they're not out there to be just eye candy. They're not out there to be. Uh, to to be enhancement talent for the men's or not out there to be ring valleys. These are legit athletes. I mean, you talk about, you know, Thunder Rosa and her MMA background, and you have people that have uh, multiple athletes there that night that had a background in martial arts and and other things. Um, But we don't have to sit up here and say, oh, the women's division, AEW, blah, 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 the women's, all you got to do is talk about Mission Pro, man. 
that, that t- challenge me on this women's division. This joker right here is stacked. The best women's division anywhere. <laughs> Agreed, man. And I, I'll echo what Gary said too. And and I love this about it. Like it, it's kind of a balancing act, right? Like we we want to honor the fact and celebrate the fact that this is completely woman organized, booked, run, executed, everything. But at the same time, that's the, when you watch the show, you realize that's not really a gimmick, right? It, it's just something that they wanted to do to make this unique and to give a platform for these women to really shine. But it, it didn't like permeate through the show. You know what I mean? And, and I mean that in a way in that this was no less than when we were watching Primetime Live on Tuesday as far as a, a wrestling show. Or when I watch, you know, Dynamite or anything like that, it's like this was a wrestling show. There was never I was never sitting there thinking about or fixating on like, oh, this is an all women show. This is oh, that's cool. That was that's cool because it was run by women. And and like that's just a testament to how uh, well versed these ladies are and what they do in their craft Um, all the way down to the booking, as we've mentioned, and. Um, you know, I know Jazz was ha- had a presence in the locker room with these ladies and was kind of coaching them up and things like that. I think that that shined through. And so, you know, again, it just it was just a wrestling show and, and a damn good one. And I, I again, I celebrate the fact that it was all female run, but that has no bearing on the fact that I think it was a great wrestling show. You know what I mean? That doesn't change the context at all. It was it was absolutely an show. Yeah. This was not uh, – you didn't go in there and at any point feel like an agenda was being – some sort of ideological agenda was being pushed on anybody. This was just a wrestle match, and it just so happened that it's a, a forum for the best women wrestlers in the world to showcase their talent without having to share it, you know, share it and be talked about as the women's division. You know, yeah. it's pro wrestling, man, and, 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 it, and it was the best show. It was the best show. One of the – I mean <laughs> – now we can just do a whole show just rating the top shows of this year and where does Mission Pro land because it was fantastic, man. Stacked card, amazing talent, not agenda-driven. Um, you know, I'm a guy. I walked in there. I never felt slighted by anybody in there except for Brian Rosen. And uh, a man slighted <laughs> up, man. You know, um, uh, the, the, the women talent were all very hospitable. They were kind. They were generous with, generous with their time. Um it was just fantastic, man. And they, they were out there late. I mean, it was wee hours. I mean, not wee hours. I mean, it was quite late by the time um, everything was broken down and, and, and the last person left and the last people to leave, of course, were Thunder and Brian. You know, they, they – uh, it was fantastic, man. No no, it wasn't – no one was trying to force a philosophy down your throat. It was just good professional wrestling. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, you know, there was uh, uh, this this message in the chat from Front Row saying, I also love that the show was pure wrestling with d- decisive wins, no run-ins or shenanigans. God, I was literally just uh, bitching about this the other day, about how that happens so much in wrestling. Uh, I think it was in our Discord. I was actually having the conversation about how, like, it's just annoying. Like, I, I was glad to see, like, the time limit draws brought back and things like that because – I mean, it's okay. Like every once in a while, run-ins can happen. But it's like, if that's like, you watch an episode of, go watch Friday Night Smackdown. Go watch anything. Like this, like they they don't trust to win, like somebody to win a match. Like they just feel like, oh, it can't be 
decisive, like we have to get them to the pay-per-view and then somebody could win or something like that. And that's just annoying. I love that these matches, especially for your first show, fantastic job just to book this with like, you can sell every, I walked away from this show loving every single wrestler on the show and being into them, knowing their names, knowing their gimmick, wanting to see more of them. I mean, that's all you could ask for. And it doesn't, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter that like some lost and some won. I'm excited to see them all next month again. And, uh, and that includes the people that lost their matches. Like I'm super stoked to see it happen. Right. I mean, you, you, you don't watch this match and, and, and see Thunder Rosa defeat the American Kaiju and think, Oh, the American Kaiju is trash. You know, she, this is some, I mean, that was a, you know, I'm not gonna say it wasn't. It wasn't a decisive match. It was ended cleanly. Was a, with a clear winner, but that you could look at this and see them having a series of contests, and it be a prolonged feud or not even feud because it's not like they're mad at each other, man. They're they're athletes competing for a trophy. You know, um, a series a series of matches in which, you know, if if these if these two women battle ten times, you can't tell me you don't believe that. Lindsay Snow can win a match. That's a that's a really great point. I mean, I'm watching that match, and at the end of it, I still think Lindsay Snow's a badass. And it just looked like, hey, on this day, Thunder Rosa got the better of her. That yeah. doesn't mean Lindsay Snow can't get the better of Thunder Rosa at some point down the road. It's why I would want Thunder Rosa versus Lindsay Snow part two, because I believe that she is in an, an excellent competitor for Thunder Rosa and the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. She's a person who could win it and hold it, and it, it's it seems real. Like I, I mean, I, I totally believe in the American Kaiju, despite her taking the uh, loss this time around. Oh, I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm a fan for life, man, of hers forever. She is yeah. she is one of my absolute favorites, bar none. I mean, not bar none. She's one. That's a kind of a contradiction. But she, uh, she's one of my favorites, and will be until she's yes. with a business. So this was my my first time seeing her because I actually wasn't there uh, as you guys were for that Circle Squared episode that you guys reference a lot. So this was kind of my first um, time seeing her live in the ring, obviously at a high stakes match. And I, I'm with you guys. I mean, I could see ten more of these, and they would never get old. Um, I could see a long-term feud spanning years and years, uh, you know, whatever they want to do. But I, I do – I want to see more Lindsay Snow. I want to see Lindsay Snow and Thunder Rosa again um, 100%. So I hope that that's something that, that can happen soon. Absolutely. Well, guys, we'll um, – I guess we'll, we'll take this opportunity um, – to to wrap up the Mission Pro discussion on just as a whole, like just only talking about that. Um, but we can uh, continue to talk about it as much as you guys in the chat want to, as much as uh, anybody wants to uh, hear about it. And, and this won't be the last time you hear us discuss Mission Pro Wrestling because 100% we're going to continue talking about it. They've got another show coming up in October 30th, and uh, it's going to be a tournament for the brand new Mission Pro Championship. So you can... You can bet your sweet bippy will be covering that. So anyway, we can move on to some other news. Um, there's so much that's been going on in the chat as we've been talking and uh, just things I want to cover. Uh, but 
let's see. I, I guess the first thing I would want to hit is us being this is the NWA podcast would be the uh, news about James Storm this week uh, that the uh, it's been reported all over the place. I think broken by Fightful uh, that the uh, contract of James Storm is up and he is available. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, but do, do, do you guys want to jump in there? Like, what? what is, it's it's being talked about, and obviously towards us and around us because it's uh, it's apparently big news this this week. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, this is just something that we've gone. This has been a consistent theme. This whole idea of losing talent and people, you know, leaving the NWA and all this kind of stuff. I. And, and we're not any kind of authority on, you know, the, the state of NWA contracts and the business side and how that works. But what we do know is that, you know, most of the roster was not signed to an exclusive contract. And and I don't even think anyone has an exclusive contract. I think even, you know, obviously, as we know, Thunder Rosa can appear other places. Uh, Nick Aldis can appear other places. It just has to be approved. So they don't even really have that the traditional exclusive contract. When we think of contracts, we think of it the way that WWE does it, where it's like they locked them in. They can't go anywhere else. They can only appear here. And there's like a safety in that or whatever. The NWA has never had that approach in, in this modern iteration of the NWA, Billy Corgan's NWA. And so, you know, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic and it, it's been very apparent that they're not going to make any big contract renewals or things like that, just from a business perspective. So they're honoring the contracts that they had. And apparently James Storm was under a contract that expired um, this month and they didn't renew it. And, and immediately because of the way that we think we jumped to this idea of like, Oh, James Storm's pissed off. He's leaving. He's going somewhere else. The NWA's falling apart, blah, blah, blah. This fatalistic viewpoint. I've talked about it a bunch on this show, but, but James Storm is currently a tag champion until we hear otherwise. Um, there's no bad blood that we know of. Um, it's just totally a business issue. And I think at this point, James Storm is still part of the NWA. He's just not under contract. And so we're going off of like a snippet of information. And when you, as soon as you hear, it's like we're triggered. As soon as we hear that phrase, you know, he's a free agent or he's not under contract. We're like, oh gosh, oh my gosh. And it blows up. And guys, we don't have any evidence to, to support that, you know, if his contract expired and it wasn't renewed because of business reasons, then that's just business. Doesn't mean he's going anywhere. It doesn't mean that the tag titles are vacated and all that kind of stuff. Now, of course, we did talk about Eli Drake appearing on primetime live and he didn't have his tag title. And, and so I know that kind of fuels some of the conversation. But I just want to take this opportunity again to urge the hashtag NWA fam. Let's think about this with a level head. Let's not jump to the this worst case scenario or conspiracy theory type stuff. And let's just see how it plays out, you know, until we have some kind of concrete evidence that like the, the titles are vacated and they're going to have to do something because of this. I, my assumption is that he can appear on NWA and anywhere else at this point, wherever he wants. And I think he probably will. So that that's my that's my my spiel. Rob, I'll let you weigh in. Well, Rob, before you do, if you don't mind, let me let me let me say this because I actually did. I, I should have just said this up top, uh, just so I'm not sitting on anything that nobody else has. I actually did do some digging on this um, and and asked some questions and uh, got the okay to, to to discuss. I think this part of it. Um, 
I, I think I can say this, and if I get in trouble, I'm sorry. But here, James Storr's contract was he, he was under an agreement, and it ended in February. So it's this is not even like a new thing, and uh, he. All the other, so like Will said, the biggest contracts are like that we know of uh, as far as exclusive contracts go, or generally like I think Eli Drake and Nick Aldis. Um, other people have been put into deals that are seasonal and they are basically the impression that I got, and this is not 100% fact, but the impression that I got that these are seasonal deals in that they will uh during the time that power would be filming they're not going to appear on television somewhere else basically and that was it and that that's the discussion that would have been had and the and all of that the james storm thing um i th- i think that this has even come out elsewhere james storm was was out of this in february um so this is not this is not new news it's just breaking out so i have no evidence to back this up, so I'm just going to make a statement because I'm not a dirt sheet, but I'm just going to throw out a hypothetical here. If you were a wrestler and you haven't been working for a while, and maybe you weren't sure about working for a while, and you were like feeling things out for a little bit, but now you're ready to get back into things, what's the best way to make sure that people know that you can be booked and that you could appear somewhere? And... Uh, that's a scenario that could be happening right now. The reason that this is news right this second is because maybe James Storm is self-told Fightful. By the way, I'm free. So anybody's interested, like, you know, like I could, I could go wrestle. And so again, not fact. I don't know that I'm just speculating, but go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. No, I, I wasn't going to add anything that uh, that Will didn't say. I mean, I think these these stories pop up and everybody loses their mind and like uh, they think they've uncovered some this this talent exodus from the NWA, uh, and it's just not the case. Don't overthink it. I mean, he's still he's still one half of the NWA World's Tag Team Champions. He's going to be the champion until they lose the belts, and uh, it you know it's going to be okay, guys. The NWA is a different kind of entity. I'm, I'm with you guys, right? Like I, I would love that if for something like the tag team titles, I, I would, I would love for there to be a contest for them and Drake and, and storm lose them fairly in the middle of the ring. Like if that's going to happen, I mean, part of the, part of the deal is, is that if you're going to be on a hiatus, like they are, they, ha- they know that this is the stuff they have to deal with the bridges they have to cross. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess I think I, Rob probably put it best. I think a lot of times we overthink these things. Like this is not major news. I don't feel like I feel like it's really kind of a non-story. We're just talking about it because it relates to what we're uh, directly dealing with. Our freaking show's name is so. Uh, it just it, it just uh, I, I would say that the James Storm thing is probably James Storm is. You know, like he, he just is probably okay with something like this being out there because maybe James Storm needs some money. I mean, not like needs some money. I, you know, he's probably fine, but I mean, he's just probably ready to start earning money again. And so that that it could be something as simple as that. And uh, and that doesn't mean that James Storm is going to take some 
booking somewhere that prevents him from ever or some contract that's going to prevent him from ever defending the NWA tag team titles again. It's like, we don't know any of that. That's all speculation. All of this is speculation. So I would, I would let these things play out. It's not like Rob said, a mass exodus from the NWA. Uh, in fact, I mean, if we want to keep talking about NWA stars, I mean, there was the story that also broke this past week that Molina had signed with the WWE. And uh, if anything, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, I was more disappointed seeing the uh, news that, <laughs> that Melina had said, uh, or that, that, that everybody acted like Melina's career ended at WWE and that she might be coming back. And I was just like really annoyed with that. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm giggling because I just threw up a, a quote from the chat where, uh, Roscoe said, Gary just broke the news that James Storm is broke and needs money. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it did sound that way. I apologize, James Storm. Please don't. Please don't beat me. <laughs> you're very rich, and you, you're fine. And your family is well taken care of. But anyway, Melina has since come out and said that she hates that that story broke because she says it's 100% not true and that she didn't sign with the WWE. That's recently been uh, released. And uh, so I, I don't know uh, what the story is. In fact, I have uh, on her official Facebook right now, uh, she has... Uh, Definitely deny. She says, quote, this makes my heartache because I love my fans so much. I want you to realize that these sites that claim they know what's happening don't. How many times have they falsely reported things about me and said I'm returning? You can't believe them because they do not report real or correct news. They often twist things to get clicks. I am not signed with the WWE. That doesn't mean it's not a possibility. My reason for this post is that it bothers me that these sites lie to fans. If I potentially get signed, don't forgive them for lying to you. I know there are those that aren't a fan of mine, but I still will care about them as I do my own fans. I don't like when people lie to you and or bring your hopes up. You deserve better than that. You should demand better than that. Uh, they think it's okay to pull these stunts because you'll still follow a click or a link. You should follow sites that don't treat you like you're stupid. Uh, it feels like a lot of new sites do that, though. Um, so the uh, so who knows? No, I will say, I mean, I feel like when Brian Cage got signed with AEW, there was the whole story where his wife was like, he's not signed with AEW. Then Brian Cage did end up in AEW. But maybe like technically he wasn't signed yet. So maybe like Marina's technically not signed. Point is, I guess we don't know. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. Well, I think the point of her her statement Maybe there's something in the works. Maybe they're close to finalizing a deal. Uh, and I'm, and I'm going to try to be as diplomatic as I can here. We, we've had conversations offline, and you guys know uh, where I stand on, on some of this stuff. But I think her point is just that, you know, when it comes to wrestling news, we call them dirt sheets or whatever, that they're, they're so eager to, to break some kind of story or do something like this that they don't really take into account who they could affect, right? Because this is a human being. Melina's a human being. She's uh, living her her dream of being a pro wrestler. And, you know, like what other, like what if they did that to us? You know what I mean? Like Rob, what if there, like a story came out that you were going to switch schools, you know, and it wasn't true, but it, you, then you were suddenly under all the screen. Maybe you were talking to that other school about going and, and but like, you know what I mean? Like we don't we don't take into account like that these are real people with real lives and maybe, you know, breaking a story like this so that you can get some Twitter followers or some Patreon subscribers is is irresponsible. 
Um, and so I think that's that's her sentiment, and that's something that I can certainly uh, empathize with. Right. I mean, what if someone were to say something like, you know, Stinson has heat with Manscaped, for example? <laughs> well, that's confirmed. Mm, Stinson has heat with Manscaped, but I don't, and I can 100% tell you that <laughs> that uh, Manscaped makes, makes extra quality tools for your family jewels, and right now, using the code NWAPOD, you can get 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped.com, so uh, take care of yourself. That's all. That's all I'm going to say about it, just so that I don't have to look at Rob's uh, grill while he talks about it. I just, I just like how Gary. I like how Gary. If you if you say Manscape, he has to do that whole promo. It's like he can't he can't just let it wait. It's like if you just say, "Oh, hey, Gary, Manscape," he's going to be like, "Oh, yeah, that's right," and then he's just going to go through the whole read. So, <laughs> oh, man, well, I want to give a shout out to DNC Digital. Thanks for joining us. The DNC Digital. If you guys haven't been following the uh, uh, sponsor over there on Mission Pro Wrestling and. Uh, uh, did some great interviews with uh, a lot of the ladies from Mission Pro, maybe all of them. I mean, it felt like he had somebody on Instagram Live all the time. So uh, we are honored to have you, sir, as a subscriber. Thank you so much for doing that. You, you do great work. Um, uh, Brian Rosa bringing up another news topic. Uh, Dirt Sheet said Ivelisse and Thunder got in a shoot fight. LMAO, I don't see Ivelisse in the hospital. <laughs> I mean, fair point. Uh, I will say this. I mean, Brian's probably not going to speak on it, but I saw the Ivelisse match, and uh, she most certainly did look very l- lackadaisical at certain points during that match, and that that exactly. was That's having well, having to wake her up a little bit. Uh, so you know, just calls it like a sees it. Right, lackadaisical, huh? Um, huh. I, uh, <laughs> I have to look that up. <laughs> I, I agree, and I, I, I'm Brian is not going to comment on this, I'm sure, but I'm gonna tell you what I saw, <laughs> and it looked pretty much like, um, it looked like she's about to get some receipts from Thunder Rosa, <laughs> you know, she is like, it looked pretty lackadaisical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, I'm no wrestler, but I'm just saying, like it, it did look like, uh. Somebody had to be prodded a little bit to uh, wake back up and start taking it seriously. Uh, I just, uh, as WWE Front Row says in the chat, don't know sell thunder. Just don't. No. And, uh, Polka Dot Pam's in the chat. Welcome, Polka Dot Pam. Love the use of lackadaisical. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly how I believe it should be spelled, <laughs> just based on your pronunciation. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just know that. Uh, go, go, go back and watch your AEW Dynamite and tell me that at some point there, somebody wasn't getting kicked for for reals. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, all right. The uh, next bit of news I have is uh, oh, just in honor of Brian Rose. I'll bring up some WWE news. Uh, the uh, Undertaker was on this podcast this past week, uh, and it was called "My Mom's Basement." And uh, he said this quote when asked about, like, so what's up, man? We watched the documentary. That's it, right? He said, quote, it was in my thought process. I have a whole group of people who are like, you can go out and do this. People will go crazy. On the inside, I'm thinking, I don't move the way I used to move. It's a watered-down version. 
I also love this business so much and I love performing. It's almost like I needed somebody to put the bullet in there and stop. Once we started rolling with this show, though, it was in the back of my mind. I can get to a point where this will solidify it and I won't have a choice. Originally, that's where I was until I had to send the la- spend the last 15 minutes with Vince McMahon and he did not like the ending to that show at all. That's where we put the line back in there. Never say never. Uh, I'm coming to grips with it. Obviously, as we get close to WrestleMania, I'll probably have that internal feeling like I should probably get ready for something. Basically, uh, Undertaker's probably probably still coming back. You heard it here. Just kidding. You heard it on that other podcast. But yeah, this is not a surprise to me. Um, I don't know if, if, if you guys are taken aback by this comment. Yeah, I mean, I, that was, again, you know, I, I, I chastised all the non-news out there, and then I just gave you some more just right here on the show. Just like, yeah, the under, yeah, probably probably, probably see The Undertaker again. Um, there's a Clash of the Champions coming up on Sunday. Did you guys know that? Really? Okay. Yeah, that's happening. Cool. Um, you know, there's a whole archive of a real Clash of the Champions mm. on that same network that you're talking about. And uh, listen to that boy I, go. I would much rather uh, spend a few hours watching some of those. Oh, guys. I'm going to tell you something right now. Like, I feel like we covered like most everything we needed to cover as far as news wise for the week. And maybe there's some stuff out there, but there's a lot of questions. The chat is active. I am super stoked to jump in there and talk with them. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a baller move here and say, let's wrap up this podcast portion of the show. Like if you guys have it, if you're new, like uh, DNC Digital over here, this is what we do. We'll do a portion for the podcast, the listeners at home. So they'll get to hear our recap of Mission Pro, that little bit of news. And then we'll wrap it up for them. But just stay right here because then we just jump in the chat and hang out with all of you. So uh, I, I just want to do that. I just want to have conversations and have just like a reactive live show. I'm feeling it tonight. Let's get rowdy. Rob, tell everybody where you're at so they can hear it on the podcast and hopefully follow you. I am on Twitter at this is Dr. Stinson. I you changed that junk up. I'm on all social medias as this is Dr. Stinson, I believe. He is consistent now. He's like, he's getting marketing groove, Will. What have you done to him? Even, even, even where, Rob? TikTok? TikTok? Even on the TikTok, guys. Look at that. Y'all see Dr. Stinson on the TikTok. That's right. I converted him. I converted him. Got a whack, give a dog a bone. I don't, yeah, I don't know what happened there. But if you haven't already, if you're not on TikTok, <laughs> you want to see some cool stuff, follow at the NWA pod on TikTok. We'll oh. get some stuff from Dr. Stinson. That's uh, history, man. What? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. What do you think we were talking about? That's what we we're trying to lead into. It's like oh, this okay. is <laughs> pro wrestling history from Doc Stinson on no, TikTok. Saying, that's quality recap. Oh, all right. I don't even. I, I feel like he's already drunk, so I don't. I'm glad I'm wrapping the podcast for sure. Will, where are you at on the internet? <laughs> oh man, I am at Hey It's Will everywhere except for TikTok uh, because it was taken. So I'm at Real Hey It's Will, and uh, so follow me on there. And uh, if you like marketing and digital marketing, I throw a lot of tips over on my TikTok. So go follow me over there. Uh, my tips give you like how to wear a hat. <laughs> Well, yeah, I did that one, too, because I, I just want to meet people <laughs> at all skill levels. 
Um, but I've been I've been throwing some digital marketing in, and I'm, I'm going to be putting some content creation tips and tricks on there, too. So if you want to um, get some insight on some of that, follow me at Real Hey, Real Hey, It's Will on TikTok. All right. And I'm at this is Gary Horn. The show is at the WA pod everywhere. You want to find it. Instagram, Facebook, Tic Tac, well, all of the stuff. Come hang out with us. We love you guys listening to the podcast, but if you want to be here for the exclusive time with the chat, where we're just going to hang out, answer any questions that come up, talk. Just we're, It's not even like us, just like people just need to hear our thoughts necessarily. It's a conversation. It's mm-hmm. just hanging out with the hashtag NWA fam. Uh, we hope you guys will join us. That's at YouTube.com slash the NWA pod. Hit subscribe. Hit that bell. It'll let you know anytime we go live. Because you never know. I mean, we're usually here on Sunday nights just hanging out, just chilling, talking anything big and wrestling. We're going to start being here on Tuesday nights after UWN Primetime Live to talk to you there as well. Will's rolling his eyes already because he's like, God dang, that is late. (laughs) I'm already tired just how late that's going to be. But we do this for you guys. This is for you guys. We love you guys that much. We want to be here. I thought this past Tuesday was a great great time, so we want to try to keep that going. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's it for the podcast portion. Stick with us. We're going to the live chat right here on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Until next time, enjoy your gravy cake.